With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. FBC Radio Live. We're here to close out this wild, wild week, and it's not just in the NFL. It's mostly in the NFL, but uh, it, it's been a pretty wild week. We've seen some trades, we've seen some cuts, and John, we've seen finally Major League Baseball and the Players Association come to their senses because, you know, we have baseball back. And, and just a reminder for folks out there, just a reminder, this is what happened during the last baseball game, which seems like, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine years ago? I don't even know. The 0-2. Left side, Swanson. To first. The Braves! A world champion! That's right. The Atlanta Braves are the World Series champions. And, uh, you know, John, to be honest with you, I kind of just forgot that entire series happened. Um, It doesn't seem like it was that long ago. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a surprise, right? Because they had the worst record of all the teams mm-hmm. that qualified for the postseason, but they won the National League East. 
So they didn't have to play in that one game play in and they just got hot at the right time. They were really good the last two months of the season. And again, a franchise that throughout the nineties and early two thousands was the model franchise, but only won one world series and give them credit. They retooled, brought in a lot of really great young players, made a lot of moves at the trade deadline and it worked for them. So, uh, you know, it was a really great run by the Atlanta Braves last year, but sure. We're, we're excited to see baseball coming back. It'll be back a week later than expected. April 7th will be, opening day uh the six games that the teams uh missed at the beginning of the season that were canceled three of those will be added to make the regular season three days longer and the other three will be part of double headers along the way so uh you'll get the full 162 and i think the players the owners all just came to their senses and said let's let's keep going i mean it's a it's a, it's a thriving business as much as we can sit here and criticize baseball at the pace of play and they don't promote stars and all of that stuff it's still a $12 billion a year industry. Uh, it ain't bad. Um, the players are making money. Uh, the owners are certainly making money. So, you know, when you've got all of that on the table, just get your heads together and get this thing settled. And they were able to do that. Well, look, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a professional sports league, one of the major sports leagues in this country. I mean, they, they could stumble over their own feet and still make money. I mean, no one does it at, at the level that the NFL does. That's uh, that's just impressive beyond belief. But to your point, yeah, I mean, it's like as much as they are relatively struggling, uh, and I say relatively because it's relative to the other leagues, um, they're, they're still a big business. And, you know, we talked about it on Wednesday. You know, they, they had announced, you know, before they came to a, this agreement that games through the 14th were going to be canceled. And we talked about how can you miss to your point, the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson Day. And with, with that date looming, we were, we were kind of really in, in – in, it was threatening to be lost, let's just put it that way. And, um, you know, luckily, again, uh, the, the two sides came to their senses and we got baseball back and we're going to have it back um, at, at the beginning of April. And, and look, we're, we're – you know, at the end of the day, we're going to get it as close to possible – as to what it would have been, and, uh, you know, we'll be able to celebrate that day just like it would be um, any other year uh, in, in baseball, kicking off the season uh, in, in April. So, um, exciting. And and on top of that, John, two great things. Two great things. First of all, they did away with the seven-inning doubleheader. That was um, – yeah, I, I hate anything that, that changes the dynamic of the game and reducing the number of innings surely does that. Um, I hated that, and I also hated the, the man on second, and they got rid of both of those things. And I'm pretty happy about that. So the man on second, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of gimmicky without question. Um, I think you just want to avoid 15-inning games, although there's not that many of them. You know, I, I'd, ra- I'd, I'd rather – I, I I'm, it's kind of like with hockey with me. It's like I'd rather a tie than watch a game end in, in a silly shootout. Same thing with this. Like – you, you, you have a – imagine having a 1-1 game, you know, pitchers duel, defensive break, uh, you know, defensive everything. You get into extra innings. All of a sudden, you put a guy on second and maybe a bloop single ends the game. And all of a sudden, you're sitting there like, well, what the hell did I just watch for nine innings? I watched one of the best duels or, or defensive games ever, and it ended on a, on a gimmicky bloop single that the team didn't really even deserve to, to win on because – you know, you were given a base in second. So, yeah, I'm, I'm so against that, John. I, I, we, we haven't – fortunately, it's gone. So my, my, my energy to, to get angry with it has not uh, um, 
grown to the level that it has with like the shootout in hockey. Um, so mm-hmm. thankfully that that won't be the case because it's not going to be here any longer. But I, I hated that whole experiment. I think the biggest thing is going to come in 2023 when certain rule changes will go into effect. First of all, the pitch timer, as they want to call it, they don't want to call it a pitch clock, will be 14 seconds when no one's on base and 20 seconds when people are on base. That should shave anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes off each game, even if you just figure that you're saving five seconds between pitches. You know, mm-hmm. just extrapolate that out over 300 pitches in a game. That's 25 minutes. That's pretty significant. So instead of three hours and 10 minutes, now you're looking at two hours and 45 minutes, and the pace will be that much better. Uh, also, they're going to ban shifts, which – you know, every other sport has some sort of rule about alignment, right? Like you can't do certain things in football. You have to cover the tackle. Uh, you can't play zone defense in basketball. Uh, in hockey, you can't just flood the offensive zone with five guys while the puck's at the other end and hope that your goaltender can make a, an electric pass and five guys are offside. So, you know, you have all these rules in place. And I think that's going to be a big, big thing. Um, this year we're going to have the universal DH, which I think is, is a good idea, only because – how do you have two leagues with two different rules? I mean, this would be like having well, the Western Conference and the NBA have the three-point yeah, shot but, but, and the but, not having it. But, but that's the thing, though, John. I See, I disagree with that. I wish they didn't go to the universal DH. And the reason for that is because, well, we talked about it also earlier this week, too, that the idea that uh, uh, interleague play has become just oversaturated. It's just too much of it. It's, it's not unique anymore. There's no uh, excitement with it. You know, there's just it's just okay. It's 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 April fifteenth, and we're you know the the Red Sox are playing the Braves. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. April fifteenth. You know, there's a, I mean that would actually be a very significant matchup given the day and the teams and all that stuff. But um, you, you know my you, you see what I'm getting at. It's just it mm-hmm. we we kind of lose that. And and the unique thing about baseball and the great thing about baseball and and this is why sports are great because not every, every sports the same. If they all followed the same universal set of rules and ideas and it would just be bland i mean baseball is great because you have two dynamic leagues two different leagues with with history this isn't a um again you you started the major league baseball and then 20 30 years later you decided okay we're, we're gonna set up different rules no th- this is the root of this is the root of baseball this is the foundation of baseball so to me making it a universal DH, like, I know why they're doing it, because they're trying to appeal to the, again, the highlight reel nature of, uh, you know, of viewers and fanship. Okay, great. Home runs and, you know, hitters and all that, but um, I, I think very quickly people are going to realize how much they actually miss the dynamic of watching National League-style baseball, because it is different, and it does add a different element to it. And, again, that's also one of the reasons why watching interleague play was so appealing was – well, you get to see this different type of matchup, and it breaks up the monotony of 162 games where you and I both agree that the most ardent, like, baseball fan, like, look, end of July, early August, like, come on, you know, it's it's it becomes a little bit of a drag. You just got to kind of, you know, it does. Work, work through that. And to me, I feel like they've taken away um, two aspects of it. One, they've taken away a, the different style in the National League, and over the years, they've again they've kind of just ruined the the appeal of interleague play, in my opinion. There's nothing they can do about interleague play because there's 15 teams in each league. So with that odd number, you have to have at least one interleague game 
per day. That That's really what the root of the problem is. I mean, if you added two more teams or contracted two teams, now you'd be at 28 or 32, and then you'd have, you know, even number of team in each league, and you could do away with interleague play. But the way it's set up now with 15 in each league, there's, there's no way around it. And, yeah, I think it's run its course. It was pretty cool back in 97 when it was adopted, but here we are 25 years later, and it's like, oh, yeah, the Red Sox ended last season against Washington and needed to win two out of three to qualify for the postseason. And it was like, that's weird. Why aren't they playing the Yankees or Tampa yeah. or someone else to end the season? But with 15 teams in each league, the, the math just works that way. Unless you give teams three straight days off at a time and, you know, have uh, two teams do that. And then you do away with interleague play, which is, you know, um, not going to happen either. So, I mean, baseball's got a lot of issues. At least they're trying to address some of them, which is which is a nice change. I, I think the pitch timer is going to be the biggest thing because that's going to help the pace of play. Um, which is something that baseball needs. I mean, the average baseball game is essentially the same length as the average NFL game. It's just the pace of play is completely different. Yeah. Because, you, Ian, you can go four minutes without nothing happening, without anything happening in baseball. I mean, if you consider a strikeout, a walk, or a home run, those are the three true outcomes that really have no action. I mean, you can have an inning where the guy strikes out the side, walks two, and gives up a three-run homer, and what happened? Nothing. Like the, the I, me and you could play short and second and wouldn't have any impact yeah. on the game. That's no action, and that's really a big, big problem with baseball. You don't see hit and runs. You don't see stolen bases. You don't see, you know, situational baseball. And, and it's interesting because the teams that do play that tend to be successful. The San Francisco yeah. Giants won three World Series in a five-year period playing a lot of situational baseball. It worked. And I, th- I think that's going to start going away even more now with the universal DH. Because, because why, why, why bother with these small ball plays? You know what I mean? Right. Like, why? Why? Because you're, you're going to have a lineup with with three or four, four or five hitters. You know what I mean? And then you'll have, obviously, your number three hitter, your big hitter or whatever. But, like, it just – so, to me, it's like that's that doesn't solve the problem. Um, you know, the same thing with, the like, you know, the shift. Like, I, I, I get what you're saying about how there are formational rules, formation rules. Formation, I don't know. I might have just made something up there, but I like the, that word. Yeah, formational, formational. Sure, that yeah. sounds right, right? You know, I'll I'll have to call Webster so they can retroactively add it, so I won't be uh, just making up a word here. Um, I, like I, to me, there's a difference between uh, the rules uh, uh, regarding how linemen and everything line up on a football field, as opposed to what we're talking about here with the shift. What we're talking about here with the shift is just again, this is playing right into what you've been saying, the three true outcomes of baseball. It's, you know, a home run, a strikeout, or, you know what I mean? You're playing into that. It's dumbing down the game. Like, again, I I, I understand, like, you know, it's not easy to hit opposite field, and I understand that pitcher. I mean, that's that's just what happens. I mean, just because the pitchers are getting better, you know what I mean, doesn't mean you should, you know, take away a a defensive strategy to the the game. And it's, I, I don't know, like, I, I just I'm not necessarily like a huge fan of this shift in in a vacuum is what I'm trying to say. I just I don't like toying and tweaking stuff like this in in, in games. Like I, I hate the trapezoid in the NHL. I think it's pointless. Right. I think it's stupid. I think this is the same level of why are you making these changes? Because a in my opinion, probably a small segment of people complain about the shift. And, and you know, as we know, you know the loudest. You know the, you know those folks are usually the loudest. So, um, to me, I don't like the band on the shift. I think it's kind of, it's not necessarily that I love the shift. It's just that I, I just don't. 
I, I just don't like fundamental changes to, to, to games like that because again I just I, I feel like where does it end? What happens in a few years when you see something else? So like, oh, we're gonna, um, we're, I don't know, we're gonna ban something. But <laughs> I wish I could have come up with something off the top of my head. But you get what I'm saying. I'm just, I, I, I don't personally like it. Yeah, you're gonna ban batting gloves. So yeah, players yeah. can wear batting gloves. Or now the foul pole will actually be the foul pole. If you hit it, it's foul. <laughs> Which is always something that would confuse me or, as a very, very young child. Or, 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 or we're gonna ban bunting. Right. Like why? Why? Yeah. We, yeah, I mean that again. Which they pretty much have no one punting. Well, well I, I mean, but, but that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's but yeah, it should be part of the game, yeah. right? I mean, especially again, you go back to your National League. You know, without the DH, the the pitcher will bunt and hit and run and all of that stuff. But now we see starters pitching so fewer innings that there's so many pinch hitters involved in the National League now. So I mean, the game's changed. I think what they try to do is they'll put these rules into the minor leagues or in college or whatever and see how it impacts the game. And that's why there's a year grace period before a lot of these rule changes will go into effect. But at least they got together, got this thing done. And I think the interesting thing, Ian, is going to be what happens with free agents. Because there's a bunch of talented players that are available in free agency. And now that the CBT has gone up to $230 million, you know, the Red Sox can spend more money on free agents if they so choose. Or maybe John Henry's just going to buy a few players for the Penguins instead. <laughs> or, or was it Manchester United? Uh, Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool, whatever. I don't know. I can't. I can't yeah. keep track. I'm not a big uh, football uh, fan, or at least I, I. I just don't know it well enough to sit here and pretend I'm not. I, I like the sport I used to play, but um, yeah. I, I look and also, you know, if you're a free agent, you know, you keep it in mind. Like, okay, well, you know, maybe before I wouldn't want to go sign with. I mean, again, how many true DHs are there really out there nowadays? I, I don't know, but um, I think we've had that conversation before in the past as well like you I, I we don't really have like a david ortiz like i mean again arguably david ortiz is arguably the greatest or one of the greatest pure yep. dhs of all time so you know that's you're likely likely not going to get a repeat of him but um yeah jd martinez is probably the guy now yeah and, and, yeah with the National League adopting the universe, adopting the DH, so now if the Red Sox decide to trade him, there's a bigger market to send him to the National oh, sure. League, and then they can, well, there's also a bigger market for, for players too, you know. Exactly, yeah. So that that's where the players obviously this was all back and forth negotiation, right? Like, okay, I'll give you this if you give me this. I'll give you this if you give me this. This is what happened, and that at least they got the thing done. And uh, yeah, I mean, but I am be, interested yeah. to see what happens with a player like Carlos Correa or Freddie Freeman, two studs that are free agents right now. You know, is Atlanta going to re-sign Freddie Freeman? They probably should. He's like the face of the franchise, and Correa's a guy who I think is wildly talented but often hurt. There should be a market for him. We'll see what happens over the next – it could happen this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it could happen today. It could be happening right now, yeah. I mean, for all we know. Right now, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll certainly um, be something worth monitoring, and, and I'm with you. I am happy that it is – you know, the deal did get done, and, and we're not sitting here – you know, worrying about missing more games in April and all that. But, you know, kind of like with hockey, like I knew when, when hockey came back, I was like, I'm so happy hockey's back. But, like, I, I sat there and I'm like, the shootout, I'm going to – I mean, I didn't realize it was going to be a 15-year, a um, <laughs> you know, just campaign against the shootout on my behalf. Mm -hmm. But I, I knew it then, and, and I still know it now, that I just – I hated some of those rule changes. And, and unfortunately, we're going to have to accept them. Um, you know, to, to 
for the greater good, I, I guess you can say. So, all right, we're we're going to spend some more time, obviously, on baseball next week and as we get into the summer, because you know, well, that's that's going to dominate viewership. But uh, the NFL is doing a pretty darn good job of keeping themselves in the news because for for what seemed like a fairly quiet week last week, um, mm-hmm. it's been the exact opposite <laughs> this week. And, uh, you know, we've seen Russell Wilson get traded. We've seen Aaron Rodgers make his announcement. We've seen big cuts happen. Uh, we saw another quarterback traded uh, yesterday, I think. Was it yesterday? I, I'm, now I'm kind of confused with the timing of everything. But uh, Carson Wentz is heading uh-huh. to the Washington Commanders, and I can't help but think that this was like plan D for the Commanders. You know what I mean? I'm not a big Carson Wentz guy. I, I know the numbers look nice. Um but I remember discussing those numbers during the season, and what you knew about Carson Wentz was he's good for some nice plays, but he he is way he, he is uh, uh, what they say uh, reckless reckless, and you know he lacks that. There's a mental aspect of the game that he lacks, and I, I mm-hmm. think a lot of that has to do with confidence and and you know everything that stems from that. So, uh, isn't it an upgrade for Washington? It could be at times. You know, we've seen him play some really high-level football, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm, if I'm Washington, I'm like, yay. I mean, first it was like Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, yeah, now it's Carson Wentz. <laughs> it's just like, okay. I mean, look, I... I Look, it's an upgrade, I think, over Taylor Heineke. I mean, I you know, if you would have asked me at the end of last season, I would have said definitely not. Uh, but Heineke certainly did not live up to that uh, billing that he that he that he made for himself there in the playoff run for the for the uh, football team at the time. Um, so yeah, it's an upgrade, but you know, okay. I mean, good. I mean, how? I, <clears throat> let's put it this way: he has two games against the Eagles and a game against Indy next season Carson Wentz um, I'm going to set the number at one and a half how many of those games does he actually play in and are, are what are you taking the over right. or the under on that yeah when you say one and a half I thought you were thinking of wins I didn't think you were going to go and say that he's going to play those you think he's going to pull a Ben Simmons and not want to play against those teams no I, I just so, I, I mean look just got, hurt. He's, he's been he hurt this year. I'll give him that much credit you, no he did. he did play the game here but I, I think with Carson Wentz and I, I would say He'll probably play over that. I mean, sometimes these quarterbacks that have injury concerns, I remember, I mean, I'm really old. Phil Sims for like the first three or four years of his career was always hurt, and then he became really durable. Um, I think the thing with Carson Wentz is he's got some interesting things that he can do well. I mean, the guy's 6'5", 240, rocket arm, fairly accurate, you know, can move, all those nice things. So there's always going to be one coach out there that goes, let me get him and I'll fix him. I'll make him better than he's ever been, right? And this is why, you know, he went from Philly, spent one year in Indianapolis, and even Frank Reich, who coached him as a positional coach in Philadelphia when Wentz was a young guy, you know, took a chance on him, but then decided to move on from him. Um, either it was Frank Reich or Chris Ballard, or a lot of people feel it was just the owner, Jim Irsay, who said, just get this guy out of here. He's not the guy. But there's always going to be one coach out there that goes, I'll, I'll fix him. I'll get him straightened out and get him productive. So he may be one of those guys that's like a rent-a-quarterback, a mercenary um, who just goes from team to team every year because he's just good enough that you think you can get him better, but he's not good enough that you can commit long, long-term long to him. It's the uh, – it's the people are just hanging on to that that 12-game stretch in 2017. Uh, yeah. 
you know, and, yep. you know, everyone has, you know, I, and I, I remember it because I was very, <laughs> uh, I was very uh, present in that, in that discussion because people were like, oh, he was the front runner for MVP well, before he got hurt. And, and I remember this very, very vividly. The only thing that he had over Brady at that time, I think, I, I believe was yardage. I think he had like 200 more passing yards, but Brady had topped him in, in everything. Like Carson Wentz had a great start to that season, no doubt. So like he built an early lead, but by the time he got hurt, he had, I don't want to say regressed, but he, he had come back to the norm. Let's put it that way. Right. And, and Brady had begun to absolutely just dominate and surpass him. So there was this um, idea and, and people again, easily accepted that, oh, you know, if Carson Wentz didn't get hurt, well, no, I mean, before Carson Wentz got injured, he was the front runner. I remember that week, that before he got injured in that, on that Sunday or Monday, whatever the game was. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brady had matched him in wins. And that, that was kind of the last thing that was holding Brady back. He matched him in wins. And that was it. Carson didn't have anything but those, you know, it was a couple hundred yards. Um, Brady led in touchdowns and all those <laughs> other metrics and whatnot. So people, but people have latched on to, oh, well, Carson Wentz would have done that. Well, I wish Carson Wentz wouldn't have got hurt. You know why? Because the Patriots would have beaten yep. the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Let <laughs> me put it that way. I was, I was thinking the same yeah. thing, Ian. I'm saying, like, don't, don't you know, hope that he gets hurt because I think they probably would have won that game. Nick yeah. Foles was superb in that. And you got to figure that Wentz may have, you know, been intimidated playing across from Belichick and Brady or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Uh, no, Brady deserved the MVP that year. I mean, Wentz was a contender. We can agree oh, on sure. that. But I don't oh, think absolutely. The front runner. And, and I know sometimes, you know, they'll, they'll always like that new story. Like, oh, he's a second year quarterback and he's playing at this level. Let's give him an MVP. Uh, because the next year Mahomes won it in his second year, and then the year after that Lamar Jackson won in his second yeah. year. It's kind of like a cool story, and sometimes they forget the obvious choice. So, um, yeah, it, it, this is going to be interesting to see what happens. The weird thing about the NFC East, and everyone's talking about how Dallas is just going to win the division again, do you realize there's not been a repeat winner in the NFC East since 2004? That makes sense. <laughs> 
Right. I mean, it's just like this bad division, right? That although the Giants won two Super Bowls and the Eagles won a Super Bowl, Washington and Dallas, like the two real big profile franchises in that division, have done squat for 25, 30 years. So, um, yeah, I mean, so the the likelihood of Dallas repeating isn't all that high, even though they do have the best roster. Um, You know, Philly does have three first round picks. Maybe they're in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes if things go his way today. Uh, the grand jury decides not to indict him, and then you can go ahead and trade him. Although he's going to be suspended for some point in the season, don't you think? I mean, even if he well, I, beat the criminal rap, I think the NFL is going to step in and still suspend him. I would think four yeah, to six games. Yeah, but I mean, at that point, though, if you're a team like Philadelphia, that that's no, that's oh, there, there's no difference between that and having him for a full 2022 because you're, you're you're you are acquiring him as the future of your franchise. This isn't a one season thing. So uh, if he right. does end up getting suspended, uh, I, I I mean, I if I'm a team, I'm like, I don't care. Whatever. We'll deal with the first four right. to six weeks of the season. We'll figure it out. But we know from that point on, you have a pretty darn good quarterback because, you know, at the time when he, you know, the last time he was on the football field, he, he, he was a pretty productive quarterback on a bad team, yep. though. And that and that's the key. And I, I've, I've always, and I want to be consistent with this, is I'm not – entirely impressed with stat accumulators on losing teams because mm-hmm. to me that tells me and and that's why I I have a lot of pushback against Drew Brees when when certainly when his name was thrown around very recklessly as as one of the as the greatest of all time I'm like no 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 I don't give two squats about throwing 5000 yards when you go 7 and 9 and in the case right. of, of Deshaun Watson he did what was it like High forty eight hundreds, but they were four and twelve. Like I understand, like the Texans aren't the model franchise, but if if you're supposed to be, and, and this is the thing, a lot of people are talking about Deshaun Watson. You know, forget about the legal issues. They're mm-hmm. talking about Deshaun Watson as one of the best premier quarterbacks in the league. I don't care what your what teams around you. If you're one of the best premier quarterbacks in the league, you don't go four and twelve. I, I, I'm sorry, that's just, that's not the, I don't care, again, if you have injuries across the board, if if you dealt with, like, bad luck all season, it doesn't matter, you don't go 4-12 and 12 if you're an elite, top-level, Tier 1 quarterback, which people think Deshaun Watson is. Now, he could be that guy, maybe he just wasn't quite there yet, maybe he's, I mean, he's still a young guy, so, you know, if the Eagles, you know, like you said, if, if, if the, if the uh, verdict comes back that he's not going to get indicted, then all of a sudden, that opens up the door because now teams are willing to give up that capital to, to get Watson. Because, mm-hmm. you know, give give the Texans credit. They they have stood their ground. And, one, they didn't play him at all last season when they could have. And, two, I, I don't think they're going to accept anything more than a huge haul for the guy. And why not? You know, this is a team that is desperate, desperate to to – restock and build an actual foundation that I wouldn't do anything less than at least a pair of first round picks, maybe even more based on what we saw um, the Seahawks get for Russell Wilson. And I think Deshaun Watson, given his legal issues, you know, push them aside, probably more valuable than Russell Wilson. Yeah. He's seven years younger. Yeah. Uh, And he's had some knee issues. He had him at Clemson. Uh, He had him early in his career with Houston um, the thing about Deshaun Watson is obviously these legal concerns have to be cleared up. 
to say the least. But he does appear to be a guy who loves football. So you're not going to have that concern that he just decides to retire at 29 in right off into the sunset. He, he seems to be a baller, a gamer. So you're getting someone who's going to be all in. Um, you know, reports why his teammates have always liked him. He doesn't seem to have the same issues that, say, Kyler Murray has in Arizona, where it appears that the teammates don't like him. Um, so, yeah, I, I, certainly Wilson got Seattle, what, two firsts, two seconds, um, and three players? I mean, yeah. so you got to think that Deshaun Watson will get as much, provided he's um, beats the rap today, the indictment. And then, look, there's like a 95% chance he gets indicted only because that's the way it works. I mean, like they've said before, you can indict a ham sandwich because – it's only the prosecution presenting their facts to the grand jury. The, the defense doesn't have a chance to speak to the grand jury. And again, an indictment is just an accusation. It's not a guilty verdict. Uh, so we'll see what happens today with this. I'm sure everyone, Houston and Deshaun Watson, you know, has their, have their fingers crossed that he, he beats the indictment and then they can move on with their lives. Yeah, and, 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 and again, that's that's kind of that's the big thing. We'll, we'll know, we'll have a better idea at some point today uh, how to predict exactly where he could end up and and that'll be interesting to play out however i i before before we uh <laughs> be, before we um talk more about that though I, I i'm gonna make a prediction here john and that is the combination of russell wilson and patrick mahomes will be the the most sacked duo of quarterbacks in the history of the league next year and <laughs> I, i'm not saying that just because uh, uh, the Chargers just got Khalil Mack, but I'm saying this because, well, they're both of them regularly uh, uh, towards the top of the list when it comes to, to sacks given up. Just, you know, a lot to do with their play style, and, and I know a lot of people want to give, you know, cut some slack to Russell Wilson because of his offensive line, and I'm like, no, 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 no. If, if you get sacked 40 times in a season, guess what? That falls on you too, a large part of that. So, so don't give me. It's kind of like the the if you're an elite quarterback, you you, you don't go four and twelve. Well, guess what? You know you, you don't get sacked forty times either. And um, now <laughs> you're going to watch these two teams um, go up against uh, a, a, a Chargers team that may not be done yet because look, they just added Khalil Mack, which. <laughs> Good luck. You're pairing them up with Joey Bosa, and if if that team uh, stays healthy, I mean that that is one devastating uh, uh, combo yeah. to have to protect. And then on top of that, the Chargers have been one of the teams very high on the list of uh, teams possible uh, suitors for J.C. Jackson. So you think about that. You add Khalil Mack. You add J.C. Jackson to this Chargers team, and my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know who the best team in that division is. I really don't. On paper, I mean, of course, no. I mean we're all we're projecting here, but on paper, I have no earthly idea. Well, the Chargers went nine and eight last year, just missed the playoffs, and there were three games they could have very easily won. They their, their, co- their coach held them back. Yeah, cost them maybe three games. Yeah, I mean the the, the last game of the season against the Raiders, the game against Kansas City. I'm sure we can find other games in there where you're like, what were they thinking? Uh, with that brilliant young quarterback, no, they're going to be that division. And then let's not forget the Raiders went ten and seven last year and made the playoffs. And uh, you know, I think Josh McDaniels is going to be a much better coach there than he was in Denver a decade ago. And talk about pass rush! Not many people will talk about him, but Max Crosby is as good as anyone else in the league at, at as an edge rusher. So yeah, you got to, that division is just going to be 
incredible to watch. I mean, I'd like to see Brady go to the Raiders. That would be kind of interesting, wouldn't it? He's talking about Brady, Wilson, Mahomes, and Herbert in the same division. That'd be nuts. But even Derek Carr, you know, even if he's the fourth best quarterback in the division, he's pretty darn good too. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, that's it, that's going to be a fun division to watch play out because I, I, I think, you know, this isn't like, you know, projecting the NFC East where it's like, oh, who knows when they – oh, who knows who's going to win the NFC East? Well, we don't know because they're all usually pretty bad to mediocre. You know what I mean? Like, right. So it's yep. like, no, you win. No, you win. No, you win. In this case, I think it's going to be a, a, a situation where you're going to have some really good teams. And, and look, Denver might be the third best team in this division. and. Right. I think they're a pretty, again, on paper, I'm not the biggest, you know, some people are really into Russell Wilson and think, you know, he is a tier one guy. I don't know if I believe that because I haven't, I haven't seen him individually elevate his team like other tier one quarterbacks. And as much as I give Patrick Mahomes crap, like he's a guy who can elevate his team on his play. Yeah. Obviously Brady, obviously Rodgers, those guys can do that. I haven't seen Russell Wilson do that. And so I, I don't think it's that unfair to say, well, I'm not ready to put him as a tier one guy yet, but, you know, <clears throat> you go to Denver, you're in a pretty good situation in a uh, uh, <clears throat> a talented team. They have some talent on that offense and certainly on the defense. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he looks like with this team. But I'll, I'll tell you what, if he's still getting sacked at the high level, I think people are going to have to go back and, and apologize to some of these Seattle Seahawks offensive lines because I don't think clearly it was as much on them as it has been put uh, based on just, again, how I feel like Russell Wilson's play style is. He's a guy that holds onto the ball too long and, and decides uh-huh. to run, and guess what? That leads to sacks, and it's not a coincidence yep, that he's sacked quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, unless it's, I mean, you can forgive, say, David Carr in 2002 when he was a rookie quarterback for an expansion franchise, you know, who would just go back to pass and have everybody on him. But, yeah, oftentimes these sacks are a result of poor play from the quarterback. It doesn't always fall on the offensive line and get rid of the ball quicker. We know Tom Brady uh, is the best at that. You know, let's live to play another day. Peyton Manning was pretty darn good at that as well. Um, it, that's why they're two, you know, obviously the greatest of all time and I think the third greatest of all time in Peyton Manning. So, yeah, that's a, that's a big part of quarterbacking. You know, get the ball out of there and let's move on to the next play. And, yeah, and, and that's something that, you know, the elite of the elite elite guys do at the very highest level. And um, they do it across the board no matter what, not just in September and October. And that's one of the things that, I, that worries me about Russell Wilson. And we've seen maybe not necessarily a direct – fall off in his statistical play because people well no he had this he had that well i'm not too concerned about the statistics your your statistics can look good but it's like the same thing with carson wentz they're like oh 27 and 7 touchdown to interception ratio i'm like great what kind of impact did he have on this Colts team yep and generally the response is well well let me think about it and if you have to think about it then okay that, that stat line doesn't mean anything to me. Same thing with Russell Wilson. Like, great, he threw 40 touchdowns. He was an MVP front runner for the first seven weeks of the season and then absolutely like, fell off a cliff right? and didn't get a single vote. Right. Like, that That's that to me is alarming. And, and again, go back to his playoff performances. He has a tendency to make some boneheaded decisions. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. And, mm-hmm. like, I, do I want to call the, you know, we've had this debate about the, the, the goal line interception for years. Not you and I, but just people in general. Oh, it was the worst call in the history. No, it was a, it was a good call based on what they did. Because it was a very successful call, and at the time, I think it was 99 plays had been run or thrown at the one-yard line that season, and not a single one had resulted in interception. So the idea that it was an automatic pick was not true. And it was a great play by the defense and and Malcolm Butler and and everyone involved. But it's still on Russell Wilson for deciding to do that. Then we, you know, again, go back to that. NFC champ. I hate to bring it up, John. I'm sorry. The NFC Championship game against Green Bay, five turnovers, five yeah. turnovers, and somehow still won the game. You know, so. Um, so yeah, yeah no, that, I mean, I yeah. think he's been a guy who was always the front runner for MVP, and then never even got a vote, like you said, yeah, through October, um, and then after that, it so, just yeah. Yep, he's down. a guy who he plays his best early. Maybe the fact that I mean, he's not small; he's short. Yeah, but again. We see these smaller quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, uh, Baker Mayfield. You know, as the season continues on, they kind of get beat up. That's why I've always favored the big quarterbacks. You know, Brady six five. Um, you know, Josh Allen's a monster. Mm-hmm. Mahomes is a thick, you know, athlete. Rodgers isn't so huge, but you know, he's got ridiculous arm ability and he can get around um, and move in the pocket and get outside the pocket. But yeah, I've always favored those those bigger quarterbacks because they they tend to last longer. Mm-hmm. No, and, and look, I mean, it, it's it, it, it makes sense. I mean, football is a game of impact. And when you have guys yeah. bigger than you impacting you, guess what? You're going to get beat yeah. up. That's why a guy like Josh Allen has a little bit more sustainability. Well, he's also not reckless when he runs, you know, and, and that that's part of the, the, the issue. And, and I brought it up with Russell Wilson. It's like, you know, he'll get back and he'll just hold on to the ball. And then he'll start running around and running around. And, and look, I mean, he there, he has a lot of highlight plays where it's like he's scrambling, yep. scrambling, and then he'll huck it down the field to, to Tyler Lockett. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, how did that happen? Well, you know what? Sometimes that's going to happen. But for the most part, you can't you can't sustain success doing it that way. And that's what Russell Wilson has tried to do. So, um, all right, that's going to do it for us here uh, today and for this week. Uh, next week is going to be big, obviously, the official uh, kickoff of NFL free agency, which will be uh, let's see, today's the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th on Wednesday. Next Wednesday at 4 p.m. will be the beginning of, officially the beginning, but on the 14th, starting on Monday, we get the legal tampering period. So uh, we'll likely know a lot of <laughs> a lot of the deals that, that obviously came together 
in in seconds because surely no teams are communicating with players now. <laughs> surely that's not right. the case. Um, not at all. Never. So uh, everyone out there, have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend. Have a warm weekend if you're up in the north. I heard you guys got some snow. If you're down here in Florida, come see me at the beach. It's sunny. It's beautiful. Mm. And that's where I'm going to be. Have a great day, folks, oh. and we'll uh, we'll talk to you on Monday. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.